Hi there. We are now moving into the personality disorders. They are split up by cluster A, B, and C. I'm just going to do them by three different episodes. Today, we're going to start off with cluster A. That is paranoid personality disorder, schizoid personality disorder, and schizotypal personality disorder. Starting off with paranoid personality disorder. So what this is, is a pervasive pattern of excessive distrust and suspiciousness of others, and they often interpret others' motives as malevolent. The hallmark feature of paranoid personality disorder is the presence of just generalized distrust or suspiciousness of others. They constantly project or blame their own difficulties and problems onto others, externalizing their own emotions while paying keen attention to the emotions and attitudes of others. Diagnostic criteria is just A and B. A, like I said before, pervasive distrust and suspicion of others with interpretation of their motives as malevolent, beginning by early adulthood. B does not occur exclusively during the course of schizophrenia, a bipolar disorder, a depressive disorder with psychotic features, or another psychotic disorder, and it's just not attributable to the physiological effects of another medical condition. So again, just trying to say there, it's not something else going on. It's not just something that's going along with a bipolar disorder or with the schizophrenia. It's its own standalone thing. This patient is just having paranoid personality disorder. Treatment, it's just going to be CBT. It's difficult to manage this in these patients because they're just very distrusting of others. So it's difficult to treat them. And it's really not the best idea to be doing any kind of group therapy with them because they're very suspicious of the group. So it really should just be avoided. Antipsychotics, they can be used, but only if there's a severe psychosis occurring as well. Main thing to keep in mind here is CBT is the main management for paranoid personality disorder, and that would cover that pretty well, I think. So now we can just go into schizoid personality disorder. What this is, is a lifelong pattern of voluntary social withdrawal and anhedonic introversion. It's more common in men and maybe more severe in men as well. And there's a little mnemonic I had heard. I don't know if this is smarty pants or pants prep pearls, but it was really helpful for me to just kind of remind myself of what these patients with schizoid personality disorder are like. It's schizoids avoid people. The avoid is the mnemonic. So A is anhedonic, meaning little pleasure in activities or relationships. V is voluntary social withdrawal. O is odd appearing or eccentric, I is introverted, and then D is detached or like flat, constricted affect. So avoid, anhedonic, voluntary social withdrawal, odd appearing, introverted, and detached. The diagnostic criteria is just A and B. So A, a pervasive pattern of detachment from social relationships and a restricted range of expression of emotions in interpersonal settings. And then B, it does not exclusively occur during the course of schizophrenia or bipolar disorder or depressive disorder with psychotic features or any other psychotic disorder. And then again, management is going to be CBT. Management is difficult based on the little value the patients see in actually establishing a relationship with others. So looking at the paranoid personality disorder, CBT difficult because they're very distrusting. In schizoid personality disorder, they they don't really want to be around other people. So you know, having that alliance between a provider or a therapist and that patient, they don't really see it as a big value in their life. So it's it's very difficult to, to manage these patients. But what you'll need to know there is that cognitive behavioral therapy will be kind of the best treatment we have right now for them. Lastly, we can go into schizotypal personality disorder. So this is characterized by odd, eccentric, bizarre behavior, and peculiar thought patterns suggestive of schizophrenia without psychosis. So there's no delusions or hallucinations. 
A small percentage may develop schizophrenia as well. Certain family traits of this disorder predominant in first-degree relatives with schizophrenia is, is kind of the risk factor there. So if certain first-degree family members have schizophrenia, a patient is potentially more likely to develop schizophrenia as well. And then if they have schizotypal personality disorder and a first-degree relative has schizophrenia, then it's potentially more likely or you have a higher risk factor of it developing into schizophrenia. The diagnostic criteria, I have this grouped into cognitive, perceptual, oddness, and interpersonal. So there's like nine different things that are listed here. The first four are listed under cognitive, perceptual, you know, diagnostic criteria, things that you might see under that uh, category. And then five through seven are under oddness, and then eight and nine are under interpersonal. Kind of take that as you want, um, but this has just seemed to be the best way to split it up. I didn't split it up. Uh, it's just how I had found it uh, in the sources that I was looking at. And, and I liked the way, so I just I kept it as is. So under cognitive perceptual, you might be seeing in these patients, one, ideas of reference, two, odd beliefs or magical thinking uh, that influences behavior and is inconsistent with subcultural norms. Three, unusual perceptual experiences, including bodily illusions. And then four, suspiciousness or paranoid ideation. Going under oddness, number five is odd thinking and speech. Six, inappropriate or constricted affect. Seven, behavior or appearance that is odd, eccentric, or peculiar. And then under interpersonal, eight is a lack of close friends or confidants other than the first degree relatives. And nine is excessive social anxiety that does not diminish with familiarity and tends to be associated with paranoid fears rather than negative judgments about self. So these patients aren't necessarily just avoiding out of a fear of being judged, but more so just some paranoid reason that, that they're afraid to be in those situations. Lastly, looking into treatment, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, that's all I have here. I think with all of these so far in the cluster A, the schizoid personality disorder, CBT, paranoid personality disorder, CBT, and then schizotypal personality disorder, it's also going to be CBT. Hopefully that helps. This is a pretty quick episode. I mean, real quick, just going over the first three in the cluster A personality disorders. I'm going to go over next week the cluster B and then after that the cluster C. So we might have some shorter episodes. But anyway, I hope that can be just kind of a quick review or maybe just a little bit more learning. Um, yeah, but see you next time.